This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Iruta here. Today I have a very special guest. We're going to talk about Facebook creatives, video creatives. And today I have Lauren Schwartz from The Loft 325, and that's theloft325.com. If you're going to go check out our website. Lauren, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe your company. Yeah, thanks Kevin for having me. I am a Facebook creative strategist and ad designer. I own The Loft 325, where I work with a handful of clients, strategizing on their ad creatives and also executing on them as well. Really, it's pretty simple about what I do. (laughs) Yeah, let's dive in for people listening. How should people be thinking about video creatives? Of course, you probably know, Lauren, where every small businesses, especially, video is hard. They're not creative at all. They most likely, maybe it's just a founder and a few people working for them. How can someone be creative online? I think creativity is something that people are creative, but in different ways. At least for me, I was programming a lot before. I love programming because it's creativity in coding and the way you're structuring your code. But of course, other people are creative in like art, visual. So maybe talk to us how you think about creatives and maybe certain people listening that maybe don't think they're creative. What can they do or what should they be thinking about? Yeah, for sure. So I actually really like the fact that you said that you know, everyone is creative, but in their own kind of special way, because I totally agree with that. I think that a lot of people get in their head too much about overthinking about creatives. And really at the end of the day, it's something so simple. You're trying to explain your product. You're trying to explain to people why they should purchase this. And so really sometimes the best creative that you can have is just talking about it. A lot of times what I tell owners and founders and everything is take your cell phone, your iPhone, and basically just record yourself talking about your product. And a lot of times that sort of content is the best content that you could have. Any sort of user-generated content, having your friends talk about your product, give kind of a review or testimonial. I mean, UGC is so huge right now. And I think just with TikTok and IG stories and reels and everything, it's just made it so easy to communicate things so simply. And it's, again, not something that you have to overthink, but those are always the things that I tell my clients is just talk about your product, sell it to me. Like I've never heard of your product before and why I would want to purchase this and how it would benefit my life. So I think it's sometimes just so simple as just taking your iPhone and recording a video. Yep. And so for people listening, UGC, I'm assuming you're talking about user-generated content, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so another question I have for you is how do you think editing, should you get Adobe, whatever, Premiere, or should you just use their free tools? When we talk to a lot of business owners, they say, okay, great. I can record this, but should I edit it? Should I do animations, overlays, or should you just put the raw video? What were your thoughts there? Yeah. So again, I think the best thing about all these programs now, you know, obviously with IG stories and TikTok, you can literally edit something within the platform. And I think that's what is, again, so great about having these things is that you don't necessarily have to have Adobe. You don't have to have all these crazy programming things to use. You can literally just use your phone. There's so many apps out there that I use sometimes that are just easier than having to get onto the Adobe After Suite. 
CapCut's a great one. Canva's a great one. Those are two that I actually use a lot. And then honestly, just editing within Instagram Reels and TikTok, I think are just two great programs. Yeah, and I think what you're saying here is so important. Using the native apps is so easy and it looks even more native as an ad and you'll get higher click-through rates versus something that looks like a movie and, you know, the sticker, a lot of stuff just makes it look nice. And us as the agency owners, like, we're like, okay, I got to get career suite and edit it. And you're just like, just go to Instagram and just add a sticker. And then that will be, yeah. we also get caught up in this phase of like, I got to make a perfect edit. But I think too, if founders, owners of e-commerce stores, they see that this works. And I don't know, you probably run into this too, Lauren, where it's like, but it's not on brand. I'm like, all right, like, okay, let's like make money first. And then like, let's add to yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 And I think that's like, sometimes so hard with owners is that yes, it's technically not on brand, but at the end of the day, it's going to drive more sales to your website because it just looks native to the platform. A lot of times overproduced videos actually don't perform as well as just like you said, a native Instagram story. So it's, it's crazy. At least for me, the way I think about it, it's like there's these big brands like, for example, Nike, Adidas, everybody knows them and they're massive. Those companies, when they release a creative, that's like 100% on brand, like go to tons of people. But I know for there's people at Nike that wish they could be like a startup that doesn't have a brand that they can experiment and find anything. But then you have like the smart companies that care about the brand, like they're on Nike. I'm like, you're not Nike. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nike is a crazy company, a hundred years built all the life. So it's like these big companies want to be your small startup. You, a small startup, want to be a Nike. It's very, very true that you have, I tell a lot of business owners, okay, let's think small because that's how we are. And then we can expand. <laughs> exactly. You work with companies and they come to you guys, they come to us, for example, a year, they're like making sales, but it's not profitable. It's just making a business. Work. And then eventually they're just, all right, just do what it takes to get me sales because they gave up on like that branding, the perfect visual. <laughs> they yeah. now like push them to shove. You got to make money. You got to do what makes money. And then it takes founders sometimes a year or two of painfulness of this perfect brand. And I see it all the time too, with like all these beautiful D2C brands, pastel colors. I'm like, this is website. It's so not conversion optimized, but yeah. 40K paying an agency to do this for sure. Like, I know guys that have a basic Shopify theme that's making more money than you're probably making like a month. Yeah. Relating this back to video, that's sort of why UGC content works so well. This sort of raw footage of stuff is doing so much better than this 5K, 10K video that you can make. I think, Lauren, let's talk about maybe kind of in this video, let's say you want to shoot something. I know that you maybe sometimes talk about like hooks. What are hooks? How should people think about hooks? Let's talk about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for the stuff that I do for hooks, I mean, it's actually really crazy. But again, I'm so big on the user generated content. I'm so big on trying to, you know, grab people's attention so fast because everyone's attention span is so quick. So for me, my biggest thing is always showing the product within the first three seconds. And I've actually been taking a lot of inspiration from TikTok. So I do think that TikTok influencers and TikTok content creators just have a really good way of grabbing you so fast that for me, I've actually been diving more into that rabbit hole of TikTok and just really trying to dig out why did I stop here on this video? Why did I engage with this one a little bit longer? But for me, it's definitely trying to either grab your attention with some catchy headline or trying to grab your attention with either like a fast motion or the reverse hand drop where you like drop your product and it reverses back into your hand, something like that. Just something where it's going to, you're scrolling through your feed and something kind of just grabs your attention. So just something as quickly as you can, where you're showing the product. I think that for me is kind of the biggest thing that I've been diving into and TikTok has been my inspiration lately. 
<laughs> and I think kind of here what you're saying is so important for people listening is it's the research into these platforms like TikTok, Instagram, or even YouTube. And who you're researching are these sort of content creators that are literally spending time making videos to get views. And yep. the reason why they're so important to see what these guys are doing is because these guys are actually trying to make money in like an organic way without paid traffic. And now if you can get organic views, that's even better because us, like myself, with paid, you sort of amplify that. So these yep. organic people are the ones you want to be following because they're the ones that's actually looking at their stats. Like this YouTuber with 20 million followers. There's a reason why that 20 million followers because they're doing something correct in the video. So break it down, analyze. And there's like whole industries now based on like how these big YouTube guys are like getting reviews. I'm looking at some of the editing of the videos. I'm like, whoa, this is so crazy. People really care about it. So yeah, us as like people that want to sort of replicate this in like a paid way. Yes, I, I think exactly what it is. And I hear all the time, like, oh, I don't like TikTok. Well, like your customers are on it. You got to realize what they're looking, how can you catch their attention? Because your business isn't like this silo thing. And people say like, oh, I don't watch the news. Okay, but you don't watch it, but customers are. What are they thinking about? It's more about like, what is the mindset of your customer? And, and sort of you need to be present and relevant to that stuff. So yeah. Exactly. Again, I think sometimes that's where owners get caught up in that because to them, it's like, yeah, as an owner, you may not be on that platform, but like you said, your audience is on that platform and your audience is looking at that stuff. So it's like, if they're interested in that, then you kind of have to be interested in that as well. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's so important. Let's say you make a video. I'm not sure how, how much you guys do this. Let's say you make a video. Are you making one, two? How do you think about testing the videos in the platforms or whatever you're, you're thinking about? Yeah, so I always make sure that when I do any sort of video, I always try at least to get three videos. And for me, I try to test different intros. So whether it's, again, a headline intro where I'm testing basically the same video, but then different copy, or I'm switching that where I'm testing different intro videos and then the same copy. And so at least for me, it's kind of, we could put it into a creative testing campaign and then kind of see which one works better and then iterate from there. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yep, and it's like basically you have three videos, you test and then how do you think about it? Let's say you test a concept and the concept doesn't work. Do you just say, yep, this doesn't work? Or do you analyze stuff in that video to see kind of what you can use for a different video? Or should you just be like, okay, this concept didn't work. Let's go for another big test that's going to like potentially get us more sales and more revenue. Yeah, I usually try to dive in to figure out like, okay, why do I think this video didn't work? And sometimes going back and re-evaluating it, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, that wasn't that attention grabbing or that headline probably could have been a little bit stronger. And so sometimes I will you know, eventually go back in and retest it. But there are a lot of times where I'm like, okay, this probably just wasn't a good concept. And knowing what's worked in the past, it's just, okay, well, we've tried something maybe too far left field. So maybe let's kind of dial it back a little bit and kind of go with, we know it works and then kind of go in there. So I, I definitely think I do like to test that sort of totally opposite side of things. But then I also have to sometimes reel it back in and be like, okay, well, this was a little too far out there, but definitely, you know, at least, I mean, I'm always creative testing. And so always trying to figure out like what can resonate with the, the customer. Yeah, that's what makes sense. It's you got to sometimes analyze it, but other times, at least for us here, we we're like, oh, if it didn't work, we'll just scrap it in and then try for another big win versus like, sometimes what we'll do is like iterations of it. The first iteration didn't work. Why are we going to make another one? It's like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work <laughs> for something different. So yeah. What format are you seeing work the best now? Like story ads? Are you seeing that like work really well? Square ones? Yeah, definitely story <laughs> for sure. That is like 
the bread and butter of all video creatives lately. Like you said, super native to the platform and stories are just crushing for me. <laughs> yeah, stories are great. It's like we're seeing cheaper CPMs, we're seeing the vertical format works well and really yeah, some brands out there just make it so native that, oh, this looks like a real person talking. That person in camera type of thing works really well, which is like... yeah. <laughs> You have to look at trends. Like, at least for me, I'm seeing this trend now. Just start, I'm going to actually pricing it too. Like, there's a filter with Botox lips and like... Oh my, yes. <laughs> everybody's posting that. I'm trying to think like, how can you use that in an ad? Oh yeah. Most people are just like, oh, it's cool, fun. But I'm like thinking about, how can I use it in an ad now? Exactly. Yeah. Like that one, or there's like the other one where like, your eyes and your lips are on the product and you're talking about it. And I'm always, oh, that's such a fun one. Like, how can I put that on a video? You know, stuff like that. It's just, it's crazy. It's like trendy. And the thing too, it, I think going back to these things are fun and the thing too uh, for business owners listening it's like they're fun for people watching them but they're also fun for like the agency the partner you're working with because we want to do this type of stuff because that makes our work more exciting yeah boring it's like hey this type of bad again but like we want to do new stuff and again i think people get so caught up in like my branding my personal thing people look at elon musk he's like the richest person in the world <laughs> and he tweets memes all day long like yeah <laughs> he cares about like branding like he that is his brand and he know it. He does it because it works. Because he gets attention. And yep. you, as a business, you want to get attention. If no one knows about you, then it doesn't matter how pristine your brand is, how your colors are. Like you're just gonna die into nothingness. So you yeah, need to be out there and be a little bit exotic. So and it's funny too because I even tell like a lot of brand owners, okay, well, you know, as we're kind of diving into like, your prospecting, remarketing, all that stuff in the prospecting side, let's just grab people's attention, get them into the funnel. And then you can start talking about all of your branding and all of that in re-engagement, remarketing. At least then you've got their attention enough to kind of be interested in it. And then you can kind of dive deeper into like your actual brand. Yeah, I actually really love that. I never really thought about it. The first stuff, TOF, top of the funnel, it's yep. really like what's going to bring people to your attention, what's going to them to know to your website. And then, like I said, middle funnel, bottom funnel, more value prop positions, maybe yep. tone down your store a little bit. Like, kind of like Tesla. Tesla's like this pristine car you go to the website it's like all right but elon's like this crazy person but you got the attention right and yeah <laughs> i literally every time someone puts a tesla it's like a tribute to like the car i'm like it's like the craziest like free promotion that tesla does it's like I got this car, and it's just like they list all the features even though tesla only has like three features you can get yeah like, it's so funny but like that is a perfect branding plus like word of mouth and of course that works with like a great funnel which is obviously just elon musk but, yeah <laughs> Okay, this question might be difficult, but I want to love your thoughts on it. And, I, and again, for people listening and watching, listen about ROAS. What do you consider a great ROAS? Of course, I know for me, my answer would be, it depends, right? Your business, business A plus business B, it's going to be different. But how do you sort of think about it as in like just the metrics or, or sort of like that way? It is tough. Like you said, it depends on the company. It depends on the brand. It is always hard to measure ROAS sometimes because it's just like, okay, well, there's so many variables that go into that. For me, as far as creatives go and what I'm testing, my biggest thing that I look at, I mean, I do look at ROAS obviously, but I also look, you know, look at the click-through rate. Like I look at the engagement side of things. How long are they staying on my videos? How long are they engaging with it? Did they click through? Did they purchase? Those are things for me that I can sort of measure tangibly as like, okay, well, you know, if they only stayed on the video for less than a second, they didn't even have a chance to view really anything. And so for me, it's like, okay, that probably wasn't the best test, but at least how can I reiterate off of that? How can I get them to actually click through? For me, my biggest thing is the click through rate. Like I really obviously want people to click on the ad and get to the website. So 
I really look at that as sort of like a measurable way of looking at it. And, you know, obviously the higher click-through rate I can get, then for me, it's like, okay, this is winning, it's working, let's, you know, make iterations. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you consider like a great click-through rate, like 1%, 2%, 3%, what are you, what are you guys seeing right now, average on your stuff? I mean, you know, obviously like a two would be great. <laughs> a couple of my clients, I am getting in the two. So for me, that's stellar. I am so happy with like a 2% click-through rate. I'm actually taking those learnings on the ones that are getting a 2% and really taking those learnings and trying to put them into the ones that are obviously less than a 1% or add a 1%. Like, okay, like what did I learn from this client? How can I make, you know, make that same iteration for this client? Now, obviously like a two is probably my sweet spot right now. Yeah, that's good. That's a great number. And I think what you said here too is so important for people listening and maybe people want to work with you too. It's when you work at an agency or someone like yourself, you're taking learnings from other brands and then putting it into another brand. So then you're sort of jumpstarting this. You don't need to figure it out again because that's kind of like what we do too. It's like you suddenly when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to put another brand because I want to make more money. So let's do <laughs> <laughs> literally what it is. It's like, why would I reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Exactly. Another thing too, that's so important, looking at the metrics that kind of like Facebook or these platforms give you like watch time, views, like you said, if someone watches one second of it, that means maybe your hook was wrong. Maybe let's just change it up. And then that really helps you guide your decisions. And I think kind of like someone like yourself is I'm seeing this sort of trend where you're not just creative, but you're also a little bit of a data scientist. You're looking at the data, the numbers, and that's sort of so important now where you can pull this information and makes you obviously more like more powerful, more dangerous. Like you can really help a brand grow by knowing all these metrics. Yeah. And that was something, you know, obviously when I first started, I was just like, oh, let's be creative. And like, this is so fun. And then as I started to get more into it, I was like, I really need to know what is actually happening in this ad creative and how I can test it and figure out how to make it better. And so I really dove into learning Facebook, learning the Facebook analytics and metrics and really just knowing like, okay, like this is what I in order to be successful. So taking all of those learnings and again, just really diving into those for all of my clients to make sure that, you know, we are winning on their ad accounts. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And it's not hard. It just takes time. And you sort of really dive deep into just learning it because it's so important and make you, it'll make you so much better and improve your case so much more. Lauren, I love for people to maybe, where can they go connect with you, find you, maybe listen to your other episodes or, and of course, where they can go to your website to potentially go work with you. Yeah. So the loft325.com, that is my website and you can get in touch with me there. And then Twitter is also really great. It's loft325. Pretty much anything, the loft325 is my handle and you can find me there anywhere. And I'm always open to answering any sort of questions or DMs. I love when people ask me anything. So yeah, please feel free to reach out. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate your time. Guys, remember that's the loft325.com. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for your day. Thank you, Kevin. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.